1: Hometown Ghost Stories contains serious and often distressing events and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a very new thing that we are doing here at Hometown Ghost Stories. We are monthly going to check in with you, talk about some of the stuff that's going on in the paranormal news. Myself, Rob Coakley, joined by Jesse Wilkins... Hello, Rob. Thank you for having me. And Dave Wilkins. Hello, Rob. Thank you for having me. God damn it. I hate that you're both the same. (laughs) Anyways, that's not the paranormal situation we're talking about today. We've actually gone through, we've pulled some paranormal headlines from the last few weeks, last few months to talk about here on the show and uh, just kind of break down some different stuff. Not just ghosts. We're going to be covering anything within the paranormal realm. I'm pretty excited to do this. I think we are going to find some fun stuff to talk about. What do you gentlemen think?
0: I'm excited about it. So if anybody finds some sort of a paranormal event, could be anything. We said ghosts, hauntings, could be cryptids, could be UFOs, anything like that. Just send it our way, throw it in on Discord, send it over in an email, find a link, send it to us, and we will try to cover it in what should be a monthly update. So that's kind of what we're going for here. I like this because this is something that we kind of do in Haunted Headlines, but Haunted Headlines, we try to go like way back in the day and pull up yes. things from 100 years ago or, or so on and so forth. So this is a little bit different. This is more so current events. What what kind of things are happening? We're, we're getting a big increase on UFO sightings, so I think we'll have some of that in this episode. But let's kick it off with a ghost story. Dave, you got something for us? I do. This is from the UK Mirror. Headline is, Eerie CCTV leaves haunted tea shop owner spooked after milk jug is thrown from the shelf a picturesque village cafe has been the site of multiple strange incidents with the latest one being a flying milk jug that was caught on camera workers at the popular cafe near bolton said the mystery of flying is just the latest a string of unexplained incidents fueling fears that the tea shop is haunted the family run rivington village green tea room was closed And nobody inside, when staff said a milk jug, was mysteriously thrown from a shelf. I'm going to stop right here real quick and tell you what drives me absolutely insane about this article. When your milk starts flying around? Uh, It's that they showed a screen grab of the CCTV footage that did not actually include the video (laughs) of the milk jug flying. I tried to find it, and I got really mad at the person who wrote this article. Like, why wouldn't you include the video of the milk jug flying off the shelf if you're going to write a report about it? So I want to go online to go find it just so we could have we could have it for reference on the video portion of this show. It doesn't exist. They just shared a screenshot of it. And it's just a jug of milk lying on the floor. But this isn't the only paranormal thing that uh, happens at this place. Lots of other things happen. They have a screen grab of uh, looks like a white cloudy thing that they caught on the outside CCTV footage also. It like cloud? It's not a cloud. No, so the 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 trajectory of the camera is pointing at what looks like a patio, and there's like a big white cloud blob thing that does look. It looks like something that could be paranormal for sure, just from the screen grab. And then Would they you have, be so courteous to just share the screen for us. Yep. All right. So this is the this is the patio here, where or at least it looks like a patio, and they basically have this cloudy thing over the date here. So in in the screen grab, it kind of just looks like a a blur on the screen, but I'm guessing the video, which they so graciously didn't include for us, it probably looks a little bit creepier, would Mm. be my guess. In 2020, Jade said, what appeared to be a face could be made out in what was thought to be fog captured on the CCTV cameras inside the building, while in 2021, footage also captured what appeared to be a cloud in the middle of the dining area. So this thing pops up kind of all over the place. So if you're in this area, there is a haunted tea garden, which seems pretty cool. And that's something that I would want to go to if it was near me, but it's not.
1: But you have to be wary of flying milk jugs that will come attack you. But luckily... If this flying milk jug does come and hit you, the newspaper article will only take a still shot of you covered in milk. It won't actually show the video to of the f- milk attacking you.
0: To be fair to to UK Mirror, it's not their fault. The, the police did not share the video. They just shared a screen grab of it. So
1: why would you run the article then? Like, no. You know what I mean? Like I just wouldn't run the article. I'd be like, "You want me to report on this? You're going to show me the video. You're going to let me play the video."
0: Yeah, I mean, we cover haunted headlines all the time and a lot of them are from the 1800s and they're reporting on things they have no video evidence from the 1800s.
1: There's a reason for that. There's no video cameras then.
0: <laughs> but they still make they still make interesting stories. So, report on them. To be fair, it's a good story, and you don't want to discount the paranormal stuff, but what discounts the story itself is you not sharing the video. So I am curious if that video exists anywhere. If it does exist, we'd love to see it. Obviously, it was captured on camera. You should have the video file of it somewhere. So that does make it seem a little bit fishy, which I -hmm. I don't like, because this is a pretty cool story. Them seeing a face in the mist, if you look hard enough at any picture, you can find a face in anything, really. So that I don't really see too much in that but it, it doesn't mean it isn't a haunting so in the mist kind of showing up all over the place does you know it's it's what we look for which is something you know consistency
1: for sure it does, it does kind of feel like maybe like the kid of the shop owner spilt the milk and they get confronted and they're they're just standing there over it and the parents come in they're like what happened in here it's like ah. You'll never believe this. There was a ghost. And the parents just fell for it for some reason. Yeah, the parents were like, Go get the footage. Go. He's like, okay. Hey, don't footage. 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 We'll took a picture. Don't yep. even get the footage. Call the newspaper and tell them <laughs> like, it's almost like the parents were playing back at them. Like, oh, a ghost did it. Then I want you to tell the newspaper and I want them to write a report on it. Get <laughs> UK
0: mirror on the phone right now. <laughs> get Chris Slater and Joe Smith and news reporters. This article was uh, January 13th, 2024, so a couple weeks ago. That is pretty recent. Where was this? This was in... I just had it. Rivington Village, which is in uh, Manchester. Oh, okay. Or near Manchester. Very cool. It was a ghost knocked over the milk jug. (laughs) Near Bolton. (laughs) I just came from Bolton, and then a ghost came over here and knocked over the milk jug. It must have been a ghost. I got a picture. (laughs)
1: do we want to get into our next story? We do. Yes. All right. Let's go ahead and do the one that I have for us. And this one is titled Haunted Mermaid Mummy from Japan is a gruesome monkey fish hybrid with Dragon Claw's new scans reveal. Oh, I'm all in. It's a very concise title. Is it for sale on eBay? This was written in... October 31st of 2023. So just a few short months ago by Harry Baker and not,
0: not concise, but super specific.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Haunting mermaid mummy from Japan is a gruesome monkey fish hybrid with this dragon is, claws. This is like three months ago. You'd have to read the 1920s voice, Rub. <laughs> that's what, that's what we sounded like three months ago. That's true. <laughs> Scientists have scanned the mummified remains of a supposed mermaid from Japan. The initial results suggest it is a horrifying mix of fish, monkey, and lizard parts. How? We do have a picture here of this um, mermaid monkey, if you're looking here with its dragon hands. For those
0: audio listeners, it looks like goose shit.
1: It looks like Mr. Hanky from South Park. It looks like it has one giant goose nipple right in the middle of its (laughs) chest. (laughs) It does. A mysterious, malevolent-looking mermaid mummy that was brought back to the U.S. from Japan more than 100 years ago appears to be a mix of fish, monkey, and lizard parts that have been joined together like Frankenstein's monster. Initial scans suggest, and I'm just going to call a timeout right now because obviously, like, are you looking at this thing? Clearly, somebody took a monkey, a fish and some lizard hands and put it together. Yeah, we so needed this, this a thing sign. Yeah, it wasn't born like this. This is what they
0: did 100 years ago for freak shows and stuff, was they right. would take things and they would just put them together. They'd paint stripes on a donkey, call it a zebra, or they would literally take these things and sew them together to, to say
1: it was some sort of a cryptid that they found. Right. The haunting mummy, which is around 11 and a half inches long, is known as the Fiji Mermaid due to its similarities with an object of the same name, Supposedly acquired from Fiji by controversial showman P.T. Barnum in the 1840s. There it is. The mummy was purchased in Japan by an American naval officer who donated it to the Clark County Historical Society in Springfield, Ohio in 1906. Documents supplied to the society with the mummy suggest it dates back to the mid-1800s. Now, for the first time, researchers have investigated the mermaid's identity by carrying out x-rays and CT scans on the disheveled remains. I could have told you this without doing x-rays and CT scans. I mean, as soon as you mentioned PT Barnum, I mean, he was a showman
0: and he put on a show and part of that show was exactly what I just said, which was fabricating things. And people knew that it was fabricated stuff. They knew that this wasn't a real 900 pound man and that they would just, they would, stuff up you know an already oversized person they would just stuff them up a little bit to make them look a little bit bigger they'd put the tall man who was already tall on stilts it was this is what barnum did and he put on a show and he didn't hide from it this was just what it was how the circus was created
1: so these scans allowed us to see the mummy in almost every dimension in the hopes to see what was inside it project leader joseph kress a radiographer at northern kentucky university told live science And we get a nice um, x-ray of this thing, which is pretty fun. I hope that you jump over to YouTube if you're listening.
0: For audio listeners, it looks like if you were to take an x-ray of one of your kid's toys.
1: (laughs) It does. It's like a demonic duck. (laughs) The initial investigation found that the mummy appears to be made from the head and torso of a monkey sewed onto the decapitated body of a fish, while the mermaid's hands are the clawed legs from a lizard, most likely, you know what the head looks like. It looks exactly
0: to a T, like the doctor guy in the wheelchair in Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, it does! It literally looks like his head.
1: <laughs> it does. Um, most likely a Komodo dragon, crest told live science. Yeah, I still could have told you all this without you don't X it. To. <laughs> don't need scientists to
0: be. They, they have nothing to do. There's so many studies out there. I'm like, what, what were they doing? <laughs> That's kind of cool, though, so I think think this is one of those things where I'm like, well, fine, because this thing's pretty cool.
1: Mm -hmm. The scans also revealed a pair of wooden stakes inside the remains, one running from head to tail and another across the shoulder blades, which were presumably added to keep the creature intact. The researchers are currently trying to reconstruct a more detailed model of the mermaid and its individual parts from the scans. Once the models are complete, the team plans to send them to zoos and aquariums to help identify the components on a species level. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) This is not the only mummified mermaid to have undergone intensive scans recently. In March 2022, researchers analyzed a similar specimen that was unearthed in a hidden box in a Japanese temple. Researchers initially expected that this mermaid, which was 12 inches long and dates to the mid-1700s, was also a monkey-fish hybrid, the subsequent scans this February revealed that the mummy was pre- predominantly made from cloth, paper, and cotton, painted with sand and charcoal, and held together by metal pins. Ah. Various animal parts, including mammal hair and fish skin, were stuck to the outside of the doll. Both I would mermaids to
0: see this thing when it was freshly made,
1: yes, probably looked much different. Both mermaids most close, closely resemble ninjio mythical fish-like creatures with human heads in japanese mythology a woman is fabled to have lived for 800 years after eating one of these fictional beasts and so the creatures became a symbol of longevity it is therefore likely that fishers made the cryptid concoctions to sell them to wealthy people looking to prolong their lives live science previously reported so There is a story of science debunking a cryptid that didn't need to be debunked because we could have looked at it with our eyeballs, scanned it up and down and said, yeah, it looks like somebody took a monkey, sewed it on a fish and put some lizard hands on it. And they ran these scans that probably cost thousands of dollars to do. That's what I want to know is who is paying these guys.
0: So if it's freelance work. And they're like, well, I got all this cool equipment. We're going to use it to scan this fucking thing. Then I'd be like, yeah, that's cool. I want to hear all about it. But if someone's paying them, if tax dollars are going to this I know. <laughs> this is what bothers me. Because this is a case of scientists not having shit to do. Be like, Well, we're running a new study. So please don't close down our branch. We have a new study. Like You're scanning something that... Literally 100% of people know it's fake. 100%. There isn't a single person out there that's like, "Well, you ever hear about the mermaid, fish, lizard? <laughs> <laughs> no one <laughs> believes that's real. Have you ever I read that list of things, like the ridiculous studies that scientists are paid to do by the government? It's insane. It's like, um, we got a cure for cancer yet? No, but, but we did teach rats to do long division. <laughs> yeah, there was just a study, I think Rob sent it over to us, where they took a snail and successfully erased some of its memory. And they think that it could work on humans, too. But why? The fuck did that snail do to you? Now he's going to go home. He's not even going to remember his, his kids. Like, Daddy's that- home. He's like, who? Get out of my house! Is a snail's memory testable? How do you- <laughs> Does snails even have memory? What are they remembering? What they passed three hours ago and one inch back?
1: God, it's been a
0: long day of traveling. Snail's (laughs) just going in circles. Oh, shit. How much time he's wasting? It was just one of those studies that didn't need to be done. But um, for this one, I'm on board. For this one, I like because it's a cool creature. It's just (laughs) nobody thought it was real. My favorite headline of all time was scientists taught mushrooms to send emails when they detect landmines <laughs> real article and actual science because like fungus can communicate and they yeah. found a way to like make the mushrooms be able to communicate well, Give them a fucking laptop how are they sending emails i don't know <laughs> but it's real find it right now it's... see that's useful because if landmines are out there you got to find landmines i would just <laughs> never look at a field and be like well maybe the
1: mushrooms can tell us this <laughs> is wacky i mean that yeah. is part of the entire premise of the zombies in The Last of Us, right? Because they're some sort of fungal and they can communicate sort of the way that funguses communicate. So
0: So when the zombie apocalypse breaks out, you can forget about the landmines because the mushrooms are going to tell the zombies. That's what we've gotten to the bottom of here. This is why we are professionals. (laughs) Moving on, the next one. Eerie ghost photos, toys found in walls of a main haunted house from the homeowner. Eerie photos of ghosts, Family portraits, children's toys, and notebooks with their schoolwork, among other personal items, were found in the walls of a 1800s Victorian home when the McGuire family moved to Maine in 2017. Now, this article is not from 2017. That is, This article is from uh, uh, October of this year, or actually October of last year. Either way, it's more recent than 2017. Then came the unexplained noises, cold taps on the shoulders, footsteps in the attic, and things inexplicably moving around, homeowner Jeffrey McGuire told Fox News Digital. The locals in Holton, Maine, told McGuire and his wife that their new home, quote, was always known as the haunted house, he said. One woman told them she used to see children in a window. Quote, my wife saw a woman standing in the window. And then there were other times she saw a man's face or a boy's face, McGuire said. We heard footsteps and loud things above us. Voices called my wife's name. We woke up in the morning and lights would be on. Cabinets were open and things were knocked over. My wife has heard tapping coming from the basement. So we do have some photos to share for those of you on YouTube. For audio listeners, we will describe what we are looking at here. So this is one of the, I don't really see anything in this photo, but Jeffrey, Jeffrey McGuire's wife took this photo of their house and said she saw a ghost looking back at her in the windows. So we're assuming it's up there. I don't really see a face. Let's see if yeah, we can see one here. I'm that lower window. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, I see a face. Wow. Zoomed in images of the window taken by Jeffrey McGuire's wife show that the couple believe that these are shadowy ghosts staring out the window. So for audio listeners, we'll post this in Discord and on Twitter. It does. It looks like a woman. It looks like she's frowning. And it looks like she's wearing a big, giant, like, Russian fur hat. Or has a big Marge Simpson style apple. Maybe Marge Simpson hair. Or that's just not her hair at all. I can kind of see the outline of a head right above here. So it kind of looks like there actually might not be a lot of hair. There might just be a black spot. However, I see fate, now one of these seeing faces things. I also see a face in this window. In fact, I see three. Mm. So it's very difficult. And I'm sure if you stare at any of these spots in the window long enough, you could see them. But obviously, the most pronounced one is in the top right of this photo. And it very much looks like a woman, probably too small, judging by the size of that window. That's kind of looking through and it definitely looks like it. So even before the McGuire family settled into their new home, one of their contractors who found all of the personal belongings and pictures in the walls during renovations was freaked out. He said, quote, we hired a bunch of contractors to work on the house. One of them started saying things like they felt something cold touch them on the shoulder. McGuire said our old contractors were afraid to work in the house alone. We hear that a lot. here oh. on the show. Absolutely. So however, the renovations continued The attic and second floor were gutted And stripped down to the studs, Maguire said The allure of the 12-room 1887 homes Beauty and its proximity to the Canadian border seduced his family And they stayed despite the Ominous signs and shadowy Roommates, that's what happens when you get Seduced by a house uh, They even called Reverend Terence McGillicuddy to perform a Christian cleansing Of their home okay. in 2019
1: now, now we know it's not real nobody's last name is actually mcgillicuddy
0: i went to high school with a guy yep last name was mcgillicuddy It It was a plant uh so here's another photo it's one of the dozens of pictures (laughs) children's toys notebooks and other personal belongings that were found in the walls of the haunted house in maine where the contractors were renovating in 2017 so this is one of the old photos that they found this obviously isn't a 2000 photo for audio listeners it just shows a bunch of people standing on the porch of the house and then another ghostly picture this one one was taken by a contractor these are some creepy creepy photos uh it doesn't say much about it but it says this is a, a photo taken by one of the contractors working on the home and for audio listeners i really wish you would join discord we'll share all of these there in fact yeah do that i was gonna say i'll link it in the show notes which i probably should since we're reading straight from it but don't do that. Go to the Discord anyways. But yeah, it shows a uh, what looks like a little girl or something. Looks like the head's way too small for the body, but it, it's more ominous because it's standing right behind the candle to where it looks like it might actually be holding that candle. I'm assuming that the candle is something that was actually in the photo. And then the uh, ghostly picture. Or that's a there. light flash.
1: It could be some sort of reflection, too. It
0: definitely looks like one of those Christmas candles that you put in your window. mm but I don't know. So it it, it could be a photo flash, though. So you're right. And then it's weird. In the zoomed out version, I I see a face up here as well, and it actually is kind of a creepy face. So it almost looks like a girl standing there and then somebody creepy standing behind her. Hmm. Very, very creepy situations. So, quote, in all my years in service to others, I had only received a request like this once before. That's what the Reverend told WGME 13 in 2019. Quote, it was also from a Holton family and they wanted to help with the same thing. They wanted their house spiritually cleansed because they were troubled or frightened by something that was going on there. So this had happened to another family as well. And as we said earlier, it has been kind of known as the haunted house in the neighborhood. McGuire said that he felt a particularly strong presence and overwhelming sadness that he didn't know how else to describe in two particular rooms. One of the rooms was upstairs and one of them was downstairs. He added that the upstairs room was used like a funeral parlor where they laid the dead to rest in the room. Downstairs was a birthing room, which they is a birthing birthing birthing. Birthing. It was a birthing room, which (laughs) also was used when people were ill. And there's another photo of the house. looks eerily like the Houghton Mansion. I had to double check on this episode to make sure it wasn't. Uh, But this is one of the dozens pictures, children's toys. This is another item that they found on the wall. This is another one here for audio listeners. We're looking at it. The outside of the house looks like a beautiful house. And then another picture of what looks like the same family, no longer standing on steps. So a guy named Charles, their daughter and his wife, they lived at the house. Charles died in 1985. Mary died in 1991. And Clara died in 1993. So that's really short time for all of them to die, especially when you factor in Clara, the daughter. Yeah. So the parents died, her mother died in 1991, then she died two years later. I do wonder if they died in the house. McGuire said that his wife still tells him she hears what sounds like the pitter-patter of children's footsteps upstairs, but the unexplained spookiness has significantly slowed down since they did a cleansing from the, the priest in 2019. The scariest, ghastly run-in came before the cleansing involving the wife's pet birds, Maguire said. They put the birds in a sunroom before they moved in, and a few days later, some of the canaries had sores all over their bodies, which was bizarre, Maguire said. We never found out what that was, and some of the birds died. That was what really prompted us to call the reverend before we didn't understand what was going on in our house. They spoke to the previous owner and her kids, and she said that she said that some of them just kind of clammed up, quote, you know, it wasn't something that she really wanted to talk about. The kids told us that they had thought that it was haunted and it was definitely on the second floor. And the story goes on. Fast forward to 2022, 2023, when the McGuire's set up cameras around their home, even they, oh, even though the uneasy, unexplained phenomena has slowed. However, they still hear noises or things that they cannot explain. Quote, I was never a believer in the supernatural. I've always been a skeptic of these things. But after moving into our house, I definitely believe in ghosts. I do not have any doubts that they exist.
1: Yeah, uh, that's, a, that's an interesting story. And what I found compelling at the end of it is where they said that they're not seeing as many haunted things in the house. And I wonder if it's more so that they're used to it right maybe
0: i think their implication is that after they did the cleansing everything slowed down
1: that's fair too but i also wonder if some people like just get so accustomed to the hauntings in the house that it becomes almost second nature not everybody clearly like i never got used to my grandparents house but i think if you live somewhere long enough some people might just be like yeah it's the ghost that's how my grandma was right We would Mm -hmm. talk to her about it. She was just like, yeah, it's just a ghost. It's whatever. True.
0: Yeah, I think for some people it might build tension and fear over time. But for others, they do get used to it. So
1: I found that pretty cool overall. Super cool story, finding stuff in the walls. The apartment I'm in now, we were renovating. We found a letter in the wall from the early 1900s. But seems as though they were finding a lot more cool stuff, toys and pictures and everything else like that. Well, the the one uh, thing
0: that's like the most jarring thing about this story is 100% the ghost photos that they've captured. They don't look photoshopped. Sometimes you see these and they just look brutally, obviously photoshopped. These don't. And they're quickly easy to make out. There's other ones that you see. You kind of get three spectrums here. You get one spectrum, which is a ghost in the window that you kind of really can't see. If you need somebody else to explain it to you, that's not a great ghost picture, but it could be ghost pictures. You got the ones in the middle, which are like what we have here, which are very clear images of something that still looks authentic. Very, very, very scary pictures. Mm-hmm. And then the third ones are just the ones that are most obviously Photoshopped. And you've got to call those out when you see them because otherwise people are just going to keep doing it for you know, a news headline or a bunch of likes on Instagram or something like that.
1: Right. That was a, That was a cool one. That is a very scary story overall, I wonder if they will let us investigate that house since it's in Maine. And I want to say it's not that far away. And then you start looking at some places in Maine from where we are. And it's like, oh, that's a 15 hour drive. And then you have to take a canoe over somewhere. And you're just like, fuck. All right. Can't rule it out in Maine. Relax Maine with your your weird towns and geography. Well, here here we go. I'm going to call an audible real quick. I had two other stories that
0: I had. Uh, I can save them for next time. But I pulled up this article. And this is the glowing bacteria detect buried landmines. And only because we referenced it earlier, it's really not paranormal. It's actually quite scientific, but it sounds so fake that I have to back it up with an article that's very short. And this is on science.org, which sounds either very legitimate or very made up. (laughs) More than 100 million landmines lay hidden in the ground around the world, but glowing bacteria may help us find them, according to a new study. The approach relies on small quantities of vapor released from the common explosive TNT. Previously, researchers engineered – I'm not going to be able to say that word. It's something very scientific. Uh, It looks like it says Escherichia coli, pictured. Nailed it. Yep, definitely. A bacterial species abundant in the environment and in mammalian intestines to glow Mm -hmm. green upon detection of DNT, a byproduct of TNT. In a study published by Nature Biotechnology Today, the same team reports on a small field test with mines buried in sand and soil whose triggering mechanisms were removed. My triggering mechanisms have been removed for a long time. Yeah, for sure. I don't get triggered about anything. The scientists loaded about 100,000 DNT detecting bacterial cells into a single bead made of polymers derived from seaweed and sprinkled these beads over the landmine at night 24 hours later they used a laser to
1: remotely detect and quantify fluorescing bacteria from 20 meters away i'm glad they they used a laser this time i thought (laughs) since we were just using seaweed maybe they were just tossing coconuts (laughs) at it or something
0: yeah so this this article kind of breaks down the science of a little bit i've seen that they do it it sounds
1: like as a nuclear
0: physicist i'm just going to weigh in it Mm -hmm. sounds like they threw all these beads out there and then over time the beads that detected the landmine started to glow no it's it's glowing all right, well I'm let me tell real. you how a nuclear core works and how the <laughs> rods can slow down the reaction <laughs> we're waiting yep i just did oh thank you oh, nice. thank you for clearing that up but yeah that's that's the gist of it wait so. i thought you were gonna tell me whether i was right or wrong you are correct I don't oh, of know, course but... i'm correct I don't know I just, <laughs> did you both just say i was wrong
1: i didn't say you're wrong what did i say you were sometimes wrong?
0: my science brain starts getting into science mode and i kind of forget these things it's important <laughs> for scientists to forget things
1: <laughs> yes so that is our first journey into some current paranormal events we will be doing this again please get these articles into us we will read them live on this show usually about once a month Until next time, I've been Rob with Dave and Jesse. We'll see you later.